spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hey, welcome into DC On Screen, a podcast about the DC Universe properties being brought to film and television. I am your host, David C. Robertson. And this is my co-host, Jason. Hello. That was weird. I know. I thought I'd throw you off. That was... I think there was only one episode where you didn't go, hello. No, no. Well, okay. I just wanted to make an unnecessary pause in the, the pacing of the show. So I thought I'd throw that in there. That's what That's what we... That's what we accomplished. for, folks. Yeah. <laughs> my duty here is um, done. I'm going to go ahead and check out. My God. We have so much freaking news this week. It was kind of smattered. I am very much looking forward to... Hopefully, there being a time when we're, we're actually reviewing TV shows. Yes. Yeah. What is that? It would actually like be nice to have content. Three weeks or something? It's not long. God. It's not long at all. I want to say the 21st God. Gotham starts. I know Gotham is going to be the first one to, you know, reprieve us of this. Yeah, it's the 21st. Yeah, and it's the first wait, one. Wait, no, gets I thought it was. Though. Is it? Is it the 21st? Well, wait, no. Mm-hmm. Um, Supergirl starts, what, the 16th? Of, like, October. Oh, boo. She's, she's way back there. All right, I can yeah. deal with not watching Supergirl for a while longer. Well, I, yeah, I thought it would give you more time to try to hype yourself up. And is there a joke in there somewhere about the girl starting last, even on scheduling? Well, you know, I've tried. I have really tried, but I've been trying to get, like, amped up for it. But there hasn't been a lot of news about it. There haven't been, like, it's just been like, oh, here's a thing where we're talking about Callista Flockhart. Right. No, there's no fodder. It's just you have a current cast. Um, they're saying how excited they are and... You know, every time they yeah. cast another monster of the week, we get a little bit update about that. That's yeah, it. There's just nothing, nothing to really chew on yet. Well, something that they have released, mm-hmm. not for not for Supergirl, but for Arrow, man. Of course, they they've released a second trailer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, they're calling it the So Cool trailer. I don't, I don't. Understand I, I, that. I couldn't whatever. figure that one out either. I, I couldn't. I, yeah, that's what it was listed as. But whatever. Um. So we we you know we get uh, Oliver running along in the suburbs. And uh, I, I purportedly, I think this is probably Amanda Waller from a flashback saying the world is too small for someone like Oliver Queen to disappear. Um, Oliver looks to be hiding an engagement ring for Felicity and a cupcake. I'm not even sure that's of not course something would. Amanda said before. Like when he yeah, was being chased be. down in China almost. It, it, it anyway. might be. It, it definitely so, does sound like a thing she would say at least. So Oliver is uh, hiding an engagement ring and uh, Thea and Laurel show up and they need they need the arrow back. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow. Cock blockers of the century, right? Right. He's He's got the and ring on a tray. It's on a tray. Yeah. It's ready to go. And then you got Ollie voiceover. Mm-hmm. The only things I brought back from the island were pain, suffering, and darkness. And some mad archery skills. 
Give yourself a little bit of credit. Right? You got some things accomplished. Right? Got in shape. Learned how to shoot. Apparently learned right? how to hunt. <laughs> got very used to ending folk. I guess that goes in the pain category. But he's, yeah, we're good. So, uh, yeah, then we see the Star City Police are having a little trouble with anarchy. Of course. Yeah, they look so scared, and, uh, too. I don't know. That's and, like, Paul, Paul Blackthorne, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Lance is like, dissemble means anarchy. I know. He, lo- he just, he was terrified. <laughs> yeah. He always looks a little terrified. He does look a little terrified. Oh, apparently he's just I, constantly worried that his heart's going to stop. Any I, actually, um, I actually sat down and, and watched Dumb and Dumber 2. Aw. With uh, with my my little sister and my mom mm-hmm. this week, and I forgot again that Paul Blackthorne is in that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's got the the accent, the, the his actual his accent, actual it, the way his voice it killed me. Yeah, it just killed me. Oh, I don't he's, know. he's suave as all up. hell. Yeah, and he's just looking at them, you know, uh, Carrie and Daniels as like they're idiots, and mm-hmm. he's like, "May I remind you that you be- may I remind you that you've been shot." <laughs> <laughs> I, oh. I know there wouldn't be an explanation for it, and I'm almost sure we've discussed it, but how much more fun would the show be if they just let him talk like just use his actual accent? I, I wouldn't be against it. I wouldn't wouldn't at all. Just like I wouldn't be against it if they let Barbara in Gotham use her actual accent, because she actually, she's like Australian or something, or British or something. Like yeah, that. she does kind of look like it. I don't know. She's got the, I don't know how to say it's an Australianish face, but it looks like a face that could get on a surfboard. But, uh, you know, I saw an interview with her, and she was talking in, like, that accent. I was just like, oh, well, this could work. <laughs> She's kind of captivating. Would have been a whole new flavor, but never mind. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's a little bit like one of those things where, you know, when you get a uh, a foreign actor to portray an American, like, mm-hmm. sometimes, like, when they do the American accent, they can't really carry over emotions well. Like, I think they become poorer actors for it. Probably. I just assume it's too much to focus on in any even second. Yeah, you're, you're... Right. They're just playing it so flat. Right. Anyway. I mean, some people can get into an accent and you just never... Uh, like, I mean, uh, Garfield, for instance, has a deeply British accent, but... Man, you can't tell watching that film or any of them with yeah, him, really. No, no, He's a great American no. accent. And he just seems to be able it's to do only, his job on top of having a good accent. Yeah, I mean, screw Garfield. Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Right. See? But, of course, he just, importantly, a lot of his script is growling, which I think you can do in any language. Oh, don't don't fool yourself into thinking that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure an Australian going, her sounds the same as an American going, I don't think Hur. Just like not, pirates. Yeah. Both they. All right. Anyway, so um, we get Ollie going, I don't want to be that kind of person anymore. And Felicity's uh-huh. saying, well, maybe you just need to be a different kind of person. And she unveils the Green Arrow suit like we saw in the previous trailer. Now, there's a lot. there are a lot of action scenes. One of the cool additions in this trailer is Damien Dark stopping Green Arrow's uh, arrow in midair with magic. I think that was the part where they named it so cool. Because yeah. admittedly, one of the things I thought was, oh, my God, that's so cool. Yeah. And then that we hear Damien Dark. What do you what do you bet? Magic? It's, superpower? Oh, it's magic. Hadron Collider? It's magic. It's magic. Nah, Demons? it's magic. Does he have an amulet? Magic. Just plain magic. Just magic. He says, I want to know everything there is to know about this green arrow, where mm-hmm. he lives, who he loves. We get shots of Felicity in bed with all of uh, My heart and sank. I, I really, my heart sank when I heard who he loves because I thought, ah, oh, fuck. They're going yeah, to tease kidnapping gonna Felicity the entire season before they do it. It's just as bad. Yeah, I don't think they're, they might not kidnap Felicity and put her in danger, but I do now believe they're going to kill her. <laughs> that would, 
that would kill me, but it would be a really impressive move oh, for the show. That man, that would be Berlanti and Co. like whipping their weed and dick out, man. Oh yeah, I'm excited. Let's do this. The old give them what they need, not what they want. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I still miss. I'm Tara. not saying that's gonna happen. I'm not. I never missed Tara. Hell's <laughs> <laughs> wrong with you? Willow was so happy. I didn't miss Tara until <laughs> until Kennedy came along, and then I was just like, "Oh, I miss Tara." Right? <laughs> Kennedy was an awful character. Oh uh, no! Oh, oh, Buffy season seven, how you failed us. <laughs> anyway, that's another show. Um, that's another show. Another we should universe. just do one called Weed Nights. You know, we yeah, part of what we love. So um, we hear Ollie saying the only like amidst a bunch of action shots, we hear Ollie say the only way I know to fight the darkness is to be darkness. And then we get Amanda Waller in flashback saying embrace it, and the trailer tells tells us embrace your dark side. Yeah, which you heard in um, Darth Vader's voice, right? Right. Go right. get that Star Wars money there, Mark. Well, you know what? I actually got pissed when they when it did it because uh-huh. I was like. No, no. All summer, you've been telling yes. me there's going to be a lighter tone on the show. You've been telling me that like Ollie's going to be a little happier. You're going to you're telling me it's going to be more like The Flash, which is a fantastic show, mm-hmm. much better than Arrow, mm-hmm. and uh, because it does all those things, right? Those are not unrelated. And I was like, so I felt like that was you know a big f you to the fans, honestly. But yeah. I, I, I watched the whole thing, and I was pretty excited. Uh, I kind of peaked uh, on excitement about the time Dark starts uh, stops an arrow. Um, uh-huh. Watch. That's going to end up being something lame like a dream sequence. But um, I, it, uh. I I peaked on excitement there, and then when they mentioned uh, Felicity, I kind of I got a little a little timid. And then by the time it says Embrace Your Dark Side, I was kind of dropping down the excitement level. Um now, exactly if like embracing, you said. I literally if, I, I finished it, and I wrote down, the more things change, dot, dot, dot. Right. And but here here's the caveat to that. If embracing the dark side is Oliver still being more lighthearted and taking joy in his dark side, mm-hmm. you'll recall I said previously on this podcast, I am fully in favor of Oliver going willy-nilly and killing some folk again. No, yeah, you wanted him to be a uh, a maniacal killing machine. Yeah. So um, if we get lightheartedness with killing machine, I think I'm back. Oh, at that point, we have, you know, you might as well turn Felicity into Harley. I'm good with that. I'm not. I, I, it's not a problem, really. <laughs> not a problem at all. Get those, co- now, get one those of people the, a couple of playing card themed outfits and go. Now, the thing that after the Embrace Your Dark Side bit mm-hmm. in the trailer that really got me going again, though, was like this trailer was like a little roller coaster for me. Um, <laughs> Diggle to Ollie says, you took a bullet for me. And Oliver just kind of smiles and goes, eh. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm wondering what that is. I'm thinking it's going to be one of those scenes where he didn't mean to get in front of him. <laughs> kind of, yeah, yeah, I did that. Yeah. Oh, God. Man, I'm so. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That, they, yeah that's That'll the do it, though, right? That'll do it on that whole, uh, you know, the, the fracture of that bromance. Hey, you took a bullet oh, for sure. me. We're cool now. Yeah, sure, sure. Whatever. It's hard to. I hope they get over that as quickly as possible. Yeah, I know. I mean, I've never had someone take a bullet for me, but I assume it's a very bonding experience. If well, I'll I'll say this: if for some reason over the summer Diggle found a way to get the Joe eyes, <laughs> oh, to get the son. Jesse L. Martin eyes, nobody gonna have the Joe eyes. <laughs> nobody can match the Joe eyes. <laughs> if he can, that that would that would allow me like if Laurel could do that. I'd I'd probably be mostly okay with her character. Well, her eyes are just it, it, they're they're the uh, they're the right size, but they just don't do the same thing <laughs> to me. 
it, it's just a matter of you know talent. <laughs> I don't think it. Uh, no, there's thing. there's some uh, there's some quick bits here on Arrow. Mm -hmm. uh, Paul Blackthorn Instagrammed a picture of himself with Stephen Amell and Rutina Wesley, uh, and she's wearing her lady cop gear, her anti I don't know meta human task force gear, whatever they're yeah, whatever it is the hell they're gonna do with her. I don't know. It looks like she's not gonna be able to move very well. Um, oh, she'll find a way. Now, Mark Guggenheim talked about briefly about uh, Laurel's connection to Sarah's resurrection. Mm -hmm. uh, he says, Sarah's resurrection very much comes about because of decisions that Laurel makes mm -hmm. and choices that Laurel will then have to live with. The episodes dealing with Sarah's return are amongst probably the heaviest material that we've had for Laurel. We're using Sarah's return to really get underneath not just Laurel as a person, but the relationship that she has with Thea and the friendship that she has with Oliver. That's sort of another reason that I'm thinking they're going to kill Felicity. Because in the comics, we know that Laurel and mm. Ollie wind up together at some point. Now, they do, I think, get divorced later. Right. But, um... Yeah, yeah superhero yeah. marriages are about as likely to survive as any given superhero. They all right. die eventually. They all come back. Right. They're, yeah. I, was, I, I, I don't know. It'll be, it'll be kind of fun to see if um, uh, Laurel can pull that off. And where, I, I, does well, that, I, where does that rank, though, between can. her whole lying to Lance thing and her, yeah, and her I don't know. you know, well, addiction issue? Where does this rank as far as heavy? I mean, is he if considering this is the, uh, uh, Who knows? It's Mark Guggenheim. I mean, true. you know, she I don't think he gets enough be. sleep. He lies without knowing it. <laughs> he doesn't mean to hurt us. Did, did you want to talk about the uh, the dick move? Yeah, briefly. Only, only to mention okay. that all of that news out there about the Green Lantern showing up on the premiere... Guys, yeah. come on. Tits. Yeah. Cold. Please. Yeah. Like, it, he they, says there may or may not be a ring. Okay, well, go watch the second trailer. There's a fucking ring. Right. Come on, Mark. Come on. Just slap me in the face with a fucking red herring. Mm-hmm. Now, you're still going to get that, that billboard in the back about, you know. Yeah. In brightest day. Brightest day, yeah. Blackest night. Um, come to Coast City when money's tight. <laughs> right. Just, <laughs> you, you better have a lantern in here somewhere, you son of a bitch. I'm not even saying well, this think, season. I'm just saying before you get canceled or, or you know, walk off into the sunset, there better be one somewhere. Actually, you know what? I think that billboard is them hanging that lantern. <laughs> Made a joke. <laughs> Drop the mic. He's out. Yep. No, I I wouldn't mind if they did something, you know, different. We um, There's a lot of colors of lantern. Don't use green, right. yellow, or pink. Go, or you know, sapphire or whatever. Go go find another one. Just grab a blue lantern for no good reason. Yeah. Like Arrow yeah, could use some hope. Come on, guys. <laughs> I was going to say, like, they should just, you know, keep cutting away. Instead of flashbacks this year, let's mm -hmm. just do indigo lanterns. <laughs> like the <laughs> weird little non-languaged lanterns. Just, uh, yeah. Oh, God. They can't, well, I guess they. All right. So Avarice is hard to do. There's, eh. Find one. Just find one to play with. <laughs> <clears throat> a, another uh, another trailer dropped the mm -hmm. uh, Flash Other Worlds trailer. Mm, now, it doesn't look like they're going to do a roller coaster. No, it doesn't look like they're going to do like a proper season two Flash trailer. But they've been putting out a lot more promos than Arrow has. Yeah, um, and also they don't have to market it nearly as much because the Flash is way more popular. Right. So a lot of the money's already in the bank. They're good. Yeah. So I mean, um, are you going to watch that show? It, I'm gonna watch it. I, I'm just we're we're already there. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, the Flash of the Worlds trailer, Flash is talking to Adam Smasher and says, why did you try to kill me? Mm -hmm. And, uh, Adam Smasher says, he promised to take me home if I killed you. Mm -hmm. And the Flash says, who promised you that? And then, doom, 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 zoom. Mm -hmm. Um, and then someone else, I can't, I don't know who this is, but they, they, you see a clip of someone saying, zoom sent me here to kill the Flash. And then right. we see Jay Garrick. Yeah, the um, kind of shaggy-haired guy, right? I, I don't know what his yeah, story is, but... I don't know who he is. I think at some point he's, like, gut-punching a, a really fast... Flat, I don't know who he is, but he's, he looks like he might be interesting. Yeah. Then we see Jay Garrick, and he says, Zoom is an unstoppable demon, and your world is in danger. And great, great line from Cisco. Uh, what other worlds are there? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Jay Garrick says, when you when you created the singularity above Central City, you created a breach, a portal. If he, Adam Smasher, got through, there will be more to follow. Mm -hmm. Then we get introduced to Patty Spivet. Uh, Joe says to her, you realize that metahumans have superpowers, right? And Patty says, I may not have powers, but I want to stop them. Already, she's annoying me. Oh, come like, on. She, I thought that was endearing. Uh, she it almost like... She's an underdog. Know, I'm with her down i know but she just she was so melodramatic it was like little mini shatner well you would act, act kind of act up if you were staring down jesse l martin's eyes too uh, i challenge you not to ham it up him standing jesse, across you the jesse l martin eyes can't be used as, as an excuse for everything the hell i can't <laughs> some i'm late to work i mean joe's eyes man joe's eyes what do you want no. what do you want from me Here's a bit of fun. Golden Glider says to Cisco, I always did like a man who could handle a gun. And Cisco says, you should see my nerf collection. Right. We're not going to lose. We're not going to lose funny Cisco, thankfully. <laughs> oh, my God. That was great. He man, he's grown on me. God, I did not like him for like three or four episodes. He just. I know. know. I was actively worried about his character when I they showed too. up on uh, on Arrow in season oh, two or whatever was it was. Bad. It was, was just like, I don't care. Anyway. There are clips of the Flash uh, Celebration Day. Uh, lots of clips of him fighting Adam Smasher. Yeah. Um, and whoever they are, Shaggy, get out of Shaggy, Shaggy dude? Shagman. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Iris telling uh, Barry, Central City believes in the Flash, and so do I. Now, that is pretty much all I have on the trailer. Um, but it does segue nicely into Candace Patton talking about her role as Iris. Um, last week, we talked about how Andrew Kreisberg, the EP, said that Iris will be, Iris will be stepping up into a leadership role and, um, and, and you know, so on and so forth. Candace Patton is saying that is a gross exaggeration. Really? Yeah. Uh, she says that what she, she says, what I will say is that she does encourage Barry Allen to come back to Star Labs and get the team together. Um, as far as being a leader at Star Labs, no, that doesn't happen. Iris has a job. She works at Picture News, and we know her as this iconic reporter. And what I will say about her strength is that this season we will see her step into that role, which I'm very excited about because I think she has a lot to offer Team Flash in that way. So gotcha. she just basically called Andrew Kreisberg out on his bullshit. I, I do applaud that. Although they could still both be right. It just they're, <clears throat> if she's talking about, you know, there's no title change or any, anything and He's right. talking about more of a tacit leadership role where she corrals them. Um, mm -hmm. Now you wonder if they were reading the same script, though. <laughs> like, how poorly oh, did man. she act those scenes if she didn't understand that at all? Hey, you know, I don't know. They could both be wrong. I'm just going to assume they're both wrong for now. Seems more likely than anything. I, I'm just hoping that uh, it susses itself out. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure it'll do that. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, now, Mark Guggenheim tweeted a picture of the Legends of Tomorrow table read. Mm -hmm. 
we saw a picture. I mean, we got like a picture of the little script and stuff. So that's kind of cool. But most you couldn't really see anything other than uh, Brandon Routh as Ray Palmer way, way in the background. Right. I didn't really see anything other than that. Um, now, actually, Legends of Tomorrow has started filming, and they have released uh, the first photo of Hawkman and Hawk Girl in costume. And I think they look okay. They look pretty good. They look very much like, to me, like the the Berlanti CW universe, like their outfits and everything. I actually think Hawkman looked way better in Smallville because um, mm. he was he looked a lot closer to his comic book origins. And here he almost kind of looks like Wolverine to me. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I haven't seen this yet. I'm kind of, I'm sad. Oh, really? Yeah, I missed that one. Oh, well. I mean, hold on. I mean, there's I an can internet. pause a second. There's an internet. There is nearby. an internet. I can, I can we do have an internet. the situation. I want, I want everyone to know we're not operating in a vacuum. We no, and I do pay my bills relatively on time, so relatively, yes. yeah. So I have access to the the interwebs, and right. I have to agree. All right, yeah. Kind of looks yeah. like kind of looks like what would end up being Catwoman eventually, but with right. extra flair. Yeah, no, I mean that's a it's about what I figured it would look like. I'm actually not as much green <sighs> as I thought there'd be though. Here's the I, thing: I thought there'd be more green and yellow. I did. Yeah, here, here's the thing for me, and I understand this is like season one mm-hmm. of Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's the old school fanboy in me, like kind of peeking out. Peeking out? But whatever it is, I don't know. But That fellow one, lives outside of his little cage. I know. He just runs amok climbing the walls. Right. But one, I, I understand that it would be impractical for both of them, but... I miss those two showing more skin. <laughs> There's probably a design where they did it and they, it, you know, looked a lot more 50 shades than they would have hoped and they, they scrapped it. <laughs> yeah. Hot girl. I'm willing to bet that happened. Hot girl should just be wearing like a yellow and green bra essentially and Hawkman is just wearing like a couple of straps on his chest. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That is most of the time what Hawkman wears. That's actually something. It is like this guy does not look, you know, uh, uh, swole enough to be to be Hawkman at this point. Did no, it? no. The it, the dude little... in, the dude the dude in Smallville totally had just the straps, and he was badass. <laughs> 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 they actually they made that dude look just like the comic book. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, if you can man. pull off running around in what is essentially leather suspenders and uh, still be yeah. intimidating. Good on you. Yeah. Good on you. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think it looks fine and it looks like it's part of that universe. So whatever. I feel like he needs a bigger mace. I think, I think it's only about two two foot long. I wanted to have like a baseball bat sized mace. Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to make fun of the size of a man's mace, but you know. All right. Well, you know, just one big phallic symbol anyway. <laughs> Okay, um, well, they've released a new Gotham clip um, called Looking Up from, again, Damned If You Do. Um, they've released several clips from this this episode. I feel like I've almost watched the episode at this point. Um, but it's, it's uh, Theo close. Galvin. Yeah. It's Theo Galvin introducing his sister to a group of Arkham villains, including Jerome, Sionis, and Barbara. Mm-hmm. Um, he tells them that he, they each possess certain gifts and skills that would be useful and that they should, under his guidance, team up. Gotham would tremble, he says. Um, oddly enough, Jerome and Barbara seem to be the most chatty of the villains. And again, they've got that awful cartoony music. That plink-de-ting, plink-de-ting, plink-de-ting. <laughs> 
I hate it so much. I hate it so much. I, I don't know if you're going to mind it nearly as much once it's in the context of a, an episode. Yeah, I, 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 I I'm um, I'm hoping the pacing does something to relieve that for you. Maybe, but God, Barbara is really Uma Thurmaning it up. I I know it's this is going to sound crazy. You you may you may lose all respect for me, but between that between that promo and the uh, the the one with just her and Jerome and um, you know bad things happen to bad people. Right. She's about three times more interesting than she was last year. Mm. I'm not saying that fixes the whole thing. Notice I didn't say that she's interesting. I just said more than last year. No, see, okay, here's here's what I'm saying. Like she would have been more interesting to me mm-hmm. if she was as severely broken as she was at the end of season one. Like she was very, very broken, like shattered broken mm-hmm. at the end of season one. Mm-hmm. Now she's like comically bad supervillain. She's yeah, actually she liking, is. She's actually she's like I was liking that a lot more than even the broken thing was you thought it'd be fun and then you saw her actually do it and it was just ah man it, it she she didn't pull it off she was comically crazy she was um you know bad acting 101 kind of crazy <clears throat> mm, yeah i mean it's it's bad either way but that was better than uh what was she before like a, a society girl essentially or no i don't know what she was they, i don't they didn't really develop she her a lawyer she you know she you couldn't you could run a typer I want to say she was either a lawyer or that may have just me been me seeing the laurel rubbing off on her, but she might have either been a lawyer or in charge of an art gallery. I'm not really sure. I didn't know if she had a job. We've lost track. And well, uh, you know, on on the long list of things that I need to remember about Gotham, that's not in it. that's not included. Um, right now, they also released a clip of um, Nigma. Mm-hmm. Um, in a bathroom at the GCPD headquarters, he's talking to to uh, Jim Gordon, and then Gordon leaves, and then he's talking to himself in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And his mirror self, they pretty much rip off Spider Man, the first one with like Willem Dafoe talking into the mirror. Like, is see, I I, I disagree, this, but here's why. And mm-hmm. until you've said it, I had I'd completely forgotten that scene. I recognize that as an as an over overused trope. It's an overused trope. It definitely is. But I didn't remember it at all from Spider Man because it's like I felt like they were know. just sitting around going, "What says insanity?" Oh, talking to yourself in a mirror. <laughs> That'll be clever. No one's ever done that before. <laughs> no, but yeah, I'm not saying they're breaking new ground here. And normally I'm pretty tired of that trope too. But he's fun to watch. And ask yourself this. Um, which guy would you prefer to have the rest of the season be uh, or focus on? The uh, the nerdy one or the, the, the cool guy in the mirror? Day. Neither. Neither. Did you actually <laughs> did you actually need that long to answer that question? I really did. Like, I don't that, know the answer to that. I, I don't know the answer to that because... I thought you died. I thought I died when I watched that clip. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm going to start sneaking out antidepressants into your food before the season starts. <laughs> <laughs> or we're just going to lose you completely. No, you know... Uh, I'm going to go buy you a little website. blue ring. You know, we... I do a fair amount of of news aggregation mm-hmm. for this show, and on about seventy percent of the sites that have this news, there are all these little advertisements at the bottom, like clickbait advertisements. And so apparently, only there's seventy percent. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to be hopeful. I'm You're trying being to be hopeful very too. Kind. I'm overcompensating for the the lack of enthusiasm for Gotham, uh-huh. but. 
I'm trying to be hopeful in this respect. But anyway, um, but yeah, there are these little advertisements and lots of clickbait. And one of them is, you know, a new limitless pill. I don't know what this is or, or, or why they, they, they're selling it or what. They just need to give it to these writers so that they can think better and write better. <laughs> this is, these are the connections you're making on these websites now? This, you've, okay. Yeah, we, <laughs> we got to get you a break. Yeah. So anyway, um, one more bit of TV news. Mm-hmm. Um, Supergirl's um, McCad Brooks is saying that Jimmy, his James Olsen is going to be different but really good. Hmm. Now sort of segueing television into movies, uh, Bruce Timm and Paul Dini have weighed in on Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. Right. And Suicide Squad. Right. Um, now our uh, our fan Christopher White actually also sent us this. Um, I'd already kind of bookmarked it, but because um, I mean it's Bruce Tim and Paul Dini. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, at Bruce this point, Tim, do you even have to search for it, or does the internet just like wake you up in the middle of the night and tell you that Paul Dini has mentioned another thing? Um, I, I receive an update via Google Alert, and I ignore it for a couple of days. Of course, and then I get to it. But um, now Bruce Tim was. Somewhat positive. Sorry. Um, he uh, said it was interesting and pretty cute. And uh, Paul Dini had a lot more to say about it. He says, I know it's jarring to a lot of people who love the classic Bruce Tim suit. I love it myself. Mm-hmm. But in that world of the Suicide Squad movie, that is, um, it ju- I just don't see it happening. Um, he said, it's a rougher, more street look. I think it works fine. I think Margot Robbie is very nice. She's a wonderful actress. Certainly very attractive and very talented. I'm very excited to see that interpretation of Harley. And then he weighed in on Joker. He says, um, he described it as the look as a decadent rock star. He says, there's a little bit of Sid and Nancy to the Joker and Harley look, which I always <laughs> felt would not be a bad look if they were in a live action movie. If you put them in that realistic world, I think they would look like down and out rockers. They would look dangerous. That's, that's not a bad take. Yeah. That sounds like a blessing to me. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I completely agree with him on Harley, especially like if if she had that little you yeah. know black and red outfit on, it would be I don't know weird to put it mildly. Well, if they did it um, somewhat more like the body armor style that I've seen here and there, that yeah, a little bit uh, um, I can deal with it. But. I thought if they were going to do anything that had previously been around, they would use the the Arkham Games look. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of glad they didn't go that way because the Arkham games always somewhat seemed a little too far. Like, I didn't need sexy nurse Harley, you know? I didn't need to... <laughs> like, it always seemed weird to me that she's just walking around in, like, sexy nurse outfit or whatever. I don't know. I don't want Harley Quinn to look like she just, I don't know, frequents the, the Halloween store or whatever, Party City or whatever it is, you know? Eh. Anyway. I could deal with it. I mean, it's uh, uh, between those two. It's it's like you've expressed on many occasions. Joker is whoever he feels like being that day, and um, Harley, uh, I feel like, can pretty much do the same thing within <laughs> within the parameters that she doesn't piss Joker off. Obviously, um, right? Now they won't have to deal with that dynamic. I think in the new one as much. Um, it looked like they were more like, eh, how do you describe it? More of a Bonnie and Clyde kind of feel in the in the the, the clips we've seen mm-hmm. in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, more just two uh, two equals out there having a having a good romp, right? <laughs> Rather than the you know not even borderline DV circumstances that we've seen so many other times. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Someone um, was talking to Jason Momoa actually at the Fan Expo in Canada, mm-hmm. 
and they asked him about fish jokes. About fish jokes? Yeah. Why? Um, about how people make fun of Aquaman. Oh, that makes more sense. Okay. Just, yeah. Why would you just... That's, even if he was Aquaman, if he was actually Aquaman, that's an odd thing to walk up and be like, hey, do you know any good fish jokes? No, 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 no. They were just, you know, asking him what he thought of, like, if there was going to be any room for, like, if people were going to be making fun of this Aquaman, essentially. And, um, and what he thought of all the Aquaman fish jokes. Gotcha. About how so has he seen Aquaman Family Guy is what they asked him. Yeah. Or Robot Chicken. Yeah. You know? Robot Chicken. And, uh, and uh, yeah. Jason Momoa said... Um, it's cute. It's funny. People make fun of him. There's a bunch of jokes about him. But I'm like, just wait. Let's just wait a little bit. Then you can make jokes. <laughs> that actually sounds very Aquamanic. <laughs> <laughs> very like the badass one right. hook for a hand Aquaman. Right. Right. You, there, there's he, a there's a scene somewhere in the uh somewhere in the books where he, he He's strolling down the street. Some people make fun of him. He, like, forms a sword out of the water in the air and freaking runs a guy through. <laughs> That's <laughs> There we go. I, I maintain that if all he ever did, like, it, you know, like, it, the problem is if you're too far on land, you know, you may not be able to get much use out of Aquaman. He's still real strong, great fighter, but, you know, no water to play with. Dude, mm-hmm. the, the stronger versions of him can basically control water. All he's got to do is carry a freaking Dasani with him the entire time he's on, on land. He's got this. He really doesn't even have to do that, honestly. Yeah, apparently he can just form it out of the water in the air and send it on its way. Which I'm sure Um, doesn't create some sort of nuclear CFC-heavy radiation effect out of air, but whatever, dude. It's only the land. It's only the 30% of the world you don't care about, bastard. Late, late! (laughs) So Zack Snyder um, Mm -hmm. has said that his son is not going to be Robin. He has actually come out and said that. Yeah. Um, Another just, come on, guys. Why are you doing this to us? Now, Zack Snyder also um, <laughs> dissed Ant-Man. Yeah. Did you see this? What the fuck, dude? I know. I know. I've seen like, your movie, Snyder. Zack, and you would have done well, well, to take a few hints from these guys. Ant-Man was right. charming as all hell. Yeah. And it was Ant-Man refreshing was on top of all that to go through. Like, you go through the entire uh, process. You see Avengers 2, and they're literally lifting a city. It's It's a whole... It's refreshing to go down to a little story about a dude and his, his daughter. Well, yeah. Um, now, to be fair, mm-hmm. he didn't actually criticize the movie so much because it. See, I, I doubt he's seen it. <laughs> um, Hopefully, he has time because, because he's spending all well, of his making the DC movies good. Yeah. Well, he was reacting or responding, I should say, uh, to Steven Spielberg saying that superhero movies are a fad that's going to go away like the Western did. Aww. And he says, uh, and Zack Snyder says, um, I think he's right, mm-hmm. but Batman and Superman won't because they transcend fads. They transcend that. I think uh, that's they're clear. icons. Um, and then he says, uh, they're not like, uh, they're not like a flavor of the week, like Ant-Man or whatever that was. Yeah. It, it, it was kind of a weird thing. It is a diss. I, I don't know. What, I mean, I don't know what to call it. That's a, it, it is, but it also did sound like he'd never seen the damn thing. So I don't know. Oh, he he definitely hasn't seen the movie. Zack Snyder has got his head so far up his own ass. <laughs> and well, now they seem to have know, it firmly up Ben Affleck's. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's you know one thing that I've noticed about like I mean Zack Snyder seems to be this way. David Ayer is totally this way. I mean he's he's dissed Marvel in the past as well. Yeah. Um, and there's so many DC. I do like fans. David Ayer's sense of humor though. Hmm? And the few times I've seen David Ayer actually speak, I, I do actually like his sense of humor. I don't. Really? 
He reminds me of um the jackass that does the Boondock Saints movies. <laughs> Troy Duffy, I guess his name is. <laughs> the uh the guy that's killing zombies or the other one? No, this is the um no, this is the actual director. Oh, Troy him, okay. Duffy, the writer director. Like, yeah, let's listen to some heavy metal and talk about how much Marvel sucks and oh, they've got talking raccoons. We've got the real shit. It's dark and gritty. Dude, play nice. <laughs> We're all in this together, right? Right. Like, I'm, I would I'm really just, like I'm to just, know what is the cross section of fans. What, what what is all right? Like, I for instance, I'm one of the ones who's going to be ass in seat every time Marvel or DC has something going on, except Fantastic Four. Couldn't be bothered. right. But like when that gets to the dollar theater, though, I'm going to go have a great fucking laugh. Um, <laughs> then it'll be at the value I'd be willing to pay for that movie for an eight percent on mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes. Um, but it, yeah, I'm ass in seat for a Marvel or a DC product. I feel like I'm in yeah. the majority. Who are these right. people that will only watch DC products? Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't, I've seen a lot of criticism. Obviously, we're all about the DC products, but doesn't mean I'm not going to go watch, you know, Deadpool. Yeah, I'm all about all of those things. All of those things. I, I, yeah. I mean, I am. It has taken everything within me not to go watch the Agents of Shield season three trailer. Everything yeah. within me. I know the feeling. And and the only reason I have it is because I've been focused on this show and doing this right now. Like I know. the oh, second we you. stop recording, I'm going to watch trailers for I know. Marvel stuff. And you, you bastard, sending me a link <laughs> to Doctor Who <laughs> prologue like 20 minutes before we do that. That is that is mean. Right. That is right. mean. I That's could either watch mean. it and all I'd be thinking about is, you know what? Arrow would be a lot better if Who dropped by. It. That's all. It would invade my brain. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I watched it and I was still okay. Mm-hmm. So I figured you would be okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't I, trust myself to compartmentalize that well. I mean, I might get away with it, but I don't. I'm, I'm not risking it. <laughs> I risked it, man, and it was totally worth it. Uh huh. <sighs> all right. Um, one more piece. Maybe a stronger man than I. I think one more piece of news before this. Uh, this episode wraps up and Mm -hmm. it may be something we need to talk about here, but um, Christopher White actually sent us a link to a rumor that's going around us. And and right after he showed it to me, I saw it every freaking where. Yeah. I had just seen it and it was just the opposite order. I had seen it and then glanced right over. Right. And they're apparently the rumor and I have found it debunked by the way, but the uh, rumor I've been waiting to see whether there was meat to it before I worried. Right. Well, the rumor was that uh, Warner Brothers <laughs> sent down a directive to cut out M- Superman movie. Like they said, it was too Superman intensive, and they wanted more Batman. Mm-hmm. So that Batman uh, versus Superman is going to have way less Superman than in- than originally intended, and it was going to be like you know very Batman top heavy. Yeah. Um, now <clears throat> I did read a rumor that debunked it. They said. Um, well, the, the rumor also, the previous rumor had also said that there were going to be reshoots. The fact of the matter is reshoots are, like, a lot of people jump on reshoot, the reporting of reshoots is saying, like, like, oh, no, the film is in trouble. They have to reshoot a bunch of stuff. No, it happens people, all the time. Reshoots happen constantly. Right. It is part of the movie-making process. You get something in there in editing. You don't have a take of it that you need. You go back and you reshoot it if you have the money to do it. Um, especially huge summer you know how hard it is movies. to direct an entire film and manage to get every single shot you could ever possibly want the first time? Yeah, it is. 
Like I have, I have directed any number of, well, not any number, but a lot. Probably a an actual number that exists somewhere. Right. Eight, eight. It's finite. Um, yeah, I you know I've directed a lot uh, for for maladjusted TV, um, and I'm not saying they're great. If I had the money, I would have reshot a lot of stuff. Right. Like it's just impossible to get everything perfect the way you want it and right. when you have a studio that's shoving money down your throat because they want the perfect summer tentpole movie you're gonna do reshoots right. you're just gonna and you're even, just gonna like all right you're likely to drop something you're likely to get into the editing process and realize that a scene's missing a couple of lines that would make mm-hmm. something make a lot more fucking sense mm-hmm. uh you, you I mean, you don't want to have a situation. Obviously, I do think it goes off the rack when you're uh, off the trail when you're when you get to the editing process and you realize there's a flaw in your story and have to go do something. Um, yeah. That can be a problem. But at least you realized it and you went to fix it. But even in the best scenario, right. imagine you've you've made this, you've done, you know, uh, what do they call it? Um, primary. Oh, help me. What's the term? Primary photography. Whatever. Um, oh, um, principal. Thank you. Principal photography. Principal. <laughs> that was going to kill me. Um, so you've finished that. You've, you've wrapped. Uh, you go back. You're in the editing. You know, the, the executives start seeing what you're doing, and they start throwing more money at you. And you think to yourself, man, I had to cut a couple corners on this one scene. I could have made that so much better. And then they actually right. hand you the check for it. Yeah, you go back and you do the thing you really wanted to do. Or, and that's not, you know, if... That's not something to panic about. That's something to get excited about. And I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I, I hope, you know... They kind of went back and said, "Wait, let's go back. Let's let's check out that DC on-screen Man of Steel review and see exactly what their problems were with Man of Steel." I assume and that's what happened. Back and yeah, right, right. Or they could have checked out any of the other hundred things online. Where no, but fans clearly it was us. Man of Steel, right? Clearly, I think it was I think us. that's obvious. How could it not be us? I mean, right, we're us. But <laughs> Uh, no, but uh, hopefully they, they kind of took some of that criticism into consideration and said, oh, these guys are smarter than we took, uh, we, we gave them credit for, and we, let's go back and make sure that everything makes sense. Um, but, I mean, maybe they didn't do that. We'll see, I guess, in what, May? Is that right? May? Um, I thought it was March. It might be March. Hell, I, I don't, don't know. know. It'll it'll be bordering I'm, on getting warm again by the time we see this movie. At, at this point, I'm just going to live at the movie theater in 2016. I don't know what's coming out and when it's coming out. I'm going to be just sitting there injecting superheroes into my blood like heroin. <laughs> just... You're <laughs> just going to take your copy of the DC Comics Encyclopedia and just go sit outside the theater and wait. Yeah, I don't even need it. I don't even need that. I'm just going to go just, just walk into the movie theater in March, and when I come back out, it'll be... Friggin' August. Yeah. Well, no, you and can go out. I, and August, Suicide Squad comes out. So it needs to be, you know, mid to late I August. I didn't say it was going to be at the beginning of August. <laughs> okay. <laughs> after, <laughs> after the important landmark of August, you'll get out of there. All right. You know what? I'll just, I'll just be safe. I'll walk out on my birthday, September 29th. There you go. 2016. Hey, that'll be, be about the time that, old. you know, Arrow Season 5 and Flash Season 3 will show up. And, right. Um, right. Legends of Tomorrow so, will have been named... Legends of Yesterday by then because they're going to revamp the entire show. Yeah, the theater will change its name to DC On Screen Theater just because we've been broadcast, we've been recording there the entire summer. Well, I, I would assume it's because you've spent the entire summer there and have slowly vandalized the title of the theater. <laughs> well, that's the secret, just real reason. Added a couple of inches of paint every day, hoping no one would notice. Right. 
that's the secret real reason. Right. <laughs> but now, um, while you're there, God, uh, man, update so all their copies of ActiveX out. while you're hanging around the theater. Oh God. <laughs> so yeah, that they're not. They will probably be put like from what they said in the in the article. I believe it was Zack Snyder said there is going to be more Batman in the movie, mm-hmm. but we're not cutting any Superman. Yeah, that was um, the whole movie hinges on Superman. It does, and we're going to get all of the Superman you shot for. But um, I don't know. I, I think what they did was these reshoots are just going to guarantee that I have to pee so bad by the end of this movie. Right. Because I feel like right. it was already going to be about 220. It's going to be a good 230 right. by now, and I'm just going to be seeing yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Better than seeing red, my friend. What, Better just, than seeing red. Right. I'll see colors, even in a Zack Snyder film. Yeah. You're going to be comparing the trailers to the final product to see if he like color graded it, aren't you? Because he'll have had like nearly a year almost uh, by that point with with the product like, at hand. I don't know. It well, you know, I I probably will. I know I was worried. I was worried when Man of Steel came out because when the trailers, for the longest time, all we had for trailers for Man of Steel was like a little boy running around like a swing set and there was like a butterfly and the whole thing looked like a very desaturated indie film. Yeah, it did. And um, so I was a little worried and my <laughs> my, my fears um, were, they, they came true. So uh, I'm, I'm just going to roll with this. I, I'm, you know, I'm just going to roll with it. Whatever the hell they do. Yeah, you'll make it. I'll roll with it, and I'll bitch about it, and you guys will hear about it, and um, and hopefully you'll feel like bitching too, and, and yeah, we can uh, we can all be hateful together, right? But not a, not about Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. We would we would be pretty hard on Marvel if we spent this much time on it. Well, I mean, there uh, were flaws the in, in the last couple of films, at least. I, was... Oh, sure. Sure. And you know what? But well, we've started this DC on screen podcast. I my viewing experience for Marvel has like gone down about three hundred percent. Right. Because I saw Age of Ultron once. Yeah, I know. It was strange. But I think it was you know, it had more to do with the you know, fact that it was only really worth seeing once. See, I don't necessarily feel that way though. I thought it was a I thought it was a pretty good movie. It wasn't it was as a great movie. The first, it just but I didn't find myself like in heat for it like I did the first one. Right. Uh, I was, you know, I was to maddened. Be to be fair, uh-huh. we have a Batman versus Superman coming up, which I will probably watch five or six times. Civil like War had already been announced. I don't care about Age of Ultron nearly as much as I care about Civil War. <laughs> like <laughs> to me, Age of Ultron just felt like prelude to Civil War, and right. I mean. Freaking Spider Man's coming in, and 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 then we've got Batman versus Superman, and and those two are going to be going head to head the box office, and it's all very exciting. And you know, and that's not even the the part that I'm more the thing I'm most excited about at this point on the entire Marvel docket is actually at the end of this year. What's that? Uh, Purple Man. Oh yeah, actually they released the Jessica Jones trailer too. So oh, I saw that, and yes, I I avoided that like the plague. Uh, <laughs> just just pure self-preservation. Didn't have enough time to, mm-hmm. you know, geek out about that, mm-hmm. too. Um, mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but if, if anyone's not in the know on it, freaking David Tennant's going to be Purple Man. He's the big bad for Jessica Jones. Yeah. And we're back in a Netflix who. series that's obviously going to be willing to go dark because if you saw Daredevil. Yeah, man. Um, God, God, Tennant is going to be just a fascinating villain. He's going to be good. 
Yeah. But all that's Marvel or Doctor Who. So um, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for this episode of DC On Screen. Well, uh, <laughs> I, I want to mention one more time because every every day I wake up and Stephen Amell proves that he's my hero. Oh, what um, do you do a, now? Just a quick one. He, he specifically tweeted that uh, Roger Goodell was a coward. Um, Who was Roger Goodell? Commissioner of the NFL. Uh, if if you happen to <laughs> to actually, uh, if you happen to be a nerd of both football and the comics like myself, um, God, Stephen, you're a good man. It's all I had. It's all I had. Just mention it. Well, I mean, if we're going to mention that, we might as well mention that Stone Cold Steve Austin has called out Stephen Amell and said that his performance at SummerSlam was pathetic. But right. I was going to try to put a moratorium on on the sports-related or faux-sports-related as it is with wrestling. Well, uh, yeah, now it's just on, morphed into Stephen Amell is my hero news. And at any given time, that it, this show could morph into that, and I'm trying to keep that at bay. <laughs> He's a very active person, though, man. He's all over the fucking place. He, he's got, he he was a fine for the CW because you got built-in, just built-in crazy levels of advertisement out of the kid. I don't know if that's in his contract or if he just does it you know, naturally, but man, man, he's worth the money. Yeah. Well, he, he's, he is like a social, he's like a social marketing networking guru. Mm-hmm. Like He's just everywhere. He is. All right. We are DC on screen. And you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, DCOnScreen.com. We're also on Facebook, by the way. If you are, like us, a non-Marvel uh, hater, you can go check out our uh, <laughs> our friends Matt Carroll and Jeff Randall over on the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Um, they are also on iTunes and Stitcher and on MCUcast.com. Both DC On Screen and MCUcast, we're both uh, proud members of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Uh, The next episode you'll be getting from us is going to be a Gotham preview. uh, Basically what to expect in Season 2 of Gotham. What do we expect? Until then. Oh, we're about to get into it. (laughs) Until then, keep some DC on your screen. I know we will. Johnsonville Sausage Strips are strips of sausage that look and cook like bacon. They come in amazing flavors like original, maple, or chorizo. Now you can transform your BLT into an SLT or turn your bacon cheeseburger into a chorizo cheeseburger. It's not bacon. It's Johnsonville Sausage Strips, and it's a meaty miracle. Find it by the bacon, even though it's sausage. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.